Welcome to PTBC Podcast, where we will be speaking about innovation, technology, growing your business, and maximizing your entrepreneurial potential. Let's get down to business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the PTBC Podcast. Today, I'm joined by two of my friends and colleagues, our two, two of the other team members of PTBC, Slava and Justin. Say hi, hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be actually uh, talking a little bit about some, uh, some of the things we've discovered in our journey so far as uh, new grads and registered physios. And, um, and we do want to get some input from uh, Justin's journey. He has an interesting journey of how he kind of got to where he was with his job and how he, how he landed that job and uh, what are some th- his thoughts on essentially uh, you know, what he was looking for and how he approached that whole process. So we're going to be talking amongst ourselves a little bit and um, we'll have some thoughts from Slava and as well. But um, we do want to kind of understand how Justin got into this role. So Justin, why don't you, why don't you give us a, a start to how you ended up at this job and this journey that's pretty interesting because I think we, you mentioned that you didn't even have a resume. So that was an interesting journey. Yes, I actually got my current job from being on my placement there. And it was the posting was on the, the list that we have at uh, University of Toronto. So I saw the posting, I saw what the, uh, the kind of description was, and I wanted to learn more about the clinic, right? So took a look at the website. I think that's really important, taking a look at the website, taking a look at their Instagram. It's something where you can really see what um, the clinic's all about and kind of what their culture is there. So I kind of was really interested through there, right? And then I started, and then I looked at my potential CI, I saw that he was a McMaster grad and I saw kind of his approach to therapy. So I actually DM'd him on, on Instagram. I was like, Hey, my, my name is Justin. Uh, I'm, I might be looking to do a placement here. Can I learn more about your kind of your treatment style and what you do there? Right. So I think just doing that in itself, it kind of shows initiative and it shows like you're interested in what they want to do and taking the first step. Right. Um, and then I kind of connected with him. We kind of chatted a bit. And then um, I actually messaged the clinic owner to see if I could come in and just take a look at the clinic because I was interested in doing a placement there. And they're like, yeah, sure, come in. Uh, I came in one day during their lunchtime. I talked to the clinic owner. I talked. It's actually a, a couple. So I talked mm-hmm. to the owner who's a chiropractor. I talked to the wife. You know, just kind of uh, telling about who I was, kind of learning about their clinic culture and what their values and how they kind of practice there. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was like, yeah, they like me. They like me as a person. And that's how I got, I guess, kind of put my foot in the door in terms of getting the placement there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward after that, did I place in there? Really liked it. Really liked everything from the team, from how they practice, from all all the things that you for at least or what I look for in a clinic. And then that's that's where I am right now. Yeah, you definitely um, approached it the very millennial style. I think Instagram is <laughs> going to put Indeed out of business the way we're going forward here. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you feel when you? when you went for that interview, quote unquote, I wouldn't even call that an interview at that point. Cause you guys are just now just having a conversation, right? Yeah. Um, how did you, how did he, how did the clinic owner make you feel when you actually walked in to actually have that chat with them? And how did that make impact? How did that impact your decision making? 
I feel like that conversation, oh, like it'd be like an, more of like, I quote unquote, say an informal interview. It's more about kind of learning about who he was like, and how he kind of practiced and how he built his clinic and learning more about who I was, right? So it's more about us kind of learning about each other, right? And for a new grad and for someone that's looking into potentially applying for a clinic, I feel like it's not just as much as a fit as I am for them, but also as much as a fit for them for me, right? You know, they're obviously looking for a certain uh, particular person, right? Mm -hmm. And you're also, as as a person applying for a job, you're also looking for a particular clinic that suits your, what you're looking for. So in terms of what I was feeling, it was just learning, like I said, more about how his, how he built his clinic, what his goals were, what his vision was for this clinic and where he wanted to see the clinic going. So it was, I don't know, it was a great conversation. We, we vibed because we kind of saw a lot of things the same way. And I, I really appreciated what he was doing in terms of growing his clinic in, the, in that community. So Justin, you mentioned that you kind of vibed on uh, some of the future plans that he had. Did you really vibe with the vision of the clinic owner? And uh, if you could elaborate on where he's planning to take the clinic? Yeah, so sure. So that clinic is really ingrained in the community there, right? And they have a lot of ties to a lot of the gyms, a lot of the fitness studios, a lot of yoga studios in that community. And he's really big on building those community ties and, you know, kind of spreading the word as to what the clinic is all about. And for me, I, from all my conversations with, you know, clinic owners and people and entrepreneurs, I feel like having that community presence, especially in your, in your area is so important to kind of build your brand and build your reputation as a clinic. Right. And for me, I love going out to community events and giving free treatment, you know, setting, setting up a table, setting up a treatment uh, area and just helping athletes, helping out gym goers and whatnot. So that kind of really vibe with me. And he's kind of approached it in more of like a style that I, that I resonate with. So their treatment style there is really uh, based on active recovery, right? So they don't have any machines there. They don't have any um, ultrasound, any IFC. It's all active recovery. They do use acupuncture, but it's, um, it's all about like getting the client back to exercising, empowering them and educating them, right? So that really resonated with my own values. And that's, you know, his vision and kind of preaching that really, really spoke to me a lot. Yeah. And, and you made a really good point about just the whole community aspect of it. And, you know, as, as someone for, for ourselves here, where we've had the experience of kind of more of a corporate, corporate style of a clinic versus kind of a mom and pop shop clinic. Um, I've been able to kind of take it, uh, get an understanding from both perspectives to see how that uh, impacts their clientele. So for example, the mom and pop shop uh, clinic, that's just the one clinic. Um, a lot of the people come in because they know other people who came in. So their strength is kind of, uh, they've been there for a very long time too. So they've been ingrained into that community for a very long time. And then I think from the corporate angle, you know, they ha- their strengths really lie within creating those large networks of uh, partners that they have. And that kind of, th- you can see those differences um, really easily when you work at two different clinics like that Um, and it's very interesting to see how um, these clients are coming into the clinic so what do you think that the number one thing that your clinic is doing right now 
is kind of helping that community. I know you mentioned some stuff like, you know, going out and bringing uh, some free treatments and uh, taking those tables out there to the community. Um, but what do you think is the one thing that's been the most impactful from your opinion? One of the biggest things that I've kind of learned from shadowing the owner and shadowing the chiropractor and then also from last week's, no, it was, I think, two weeks ago, meet up at the, uh, with Vinny and Scott Mercaccio. I think I remember one of the trainers there, he was like, he had a question about building his business and building his caseload. And Scott asked him, have you met up? Have you built relationships with all the business owners in the community? Mm -hmm. And he was like, no. And Scott was like, that's what you need to do. So after hearing this and then kind of relating it to my own experience in my clinic and learning and seeing what the owner is doing, Mm-hmm. This my the Cairo there. He literally has built relationships, really strong relationships with eat like all the business owners there. Mm-hmm. And from doing so, like he has all these ties, and he he gives away free treatments to the clinic uh, to business owners around the community. And from doing so, it just generates a good strong bond. And then from that way, then you got to really generate that word of mouth and that referral process. So I think that's what one thing that really stood out to me is that building that strong, building those strong relationships and then getting that kind of referral process going. And um, you mentioned uh, that it's all about providing value in those relationships, right? The free treatments to the owners really showcase your skills and allow you to get into the swing of things and build a great caseload. But Justin, as a new grad, you yourself being in that situation of building up a caseload, how did you go about it um, to increase your numbers of patients in the clinic? Yeah, so one avenue that I took was that we did a little promotional campaign on Instagram and Facebook where uh, myself and a new other new practitioner there, we offered free initial assessments, right? And so our, our initial assessments there are uh, an hour for about 135, right? So we take on initial assessments that new customers that or new clients that haven't been to the clinic before, we do initial assessments for free, and then we give them our treatment plan and what we propose in terms of their recovery. And then from there, you know, if we did a good assessment, if we build a relatively strong rapport with the client, then we kind of get them to buy in, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you're giving out that free assessment, but then if you get that client on board for, let's say, you know, five, six, seven uh, treatment sessions or how long you think that they're going to take, then that's added value in that, in that sense. And that brings another client on to your caseload. Another thing that I've been doing is I'm starting to, so I'm not, I don't live in that area. I live in another area but I'm trying to ingrain myself more in that community, whether that be taking some of the fitness classes there, being more ingrained in um, the gyms there. So they they have a couple F45s uh, around the area, which are kind of Mm -hmm. like high intensity exercise kind of training. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, I've started to, and I'm going to continue to go to take classes there is kind of build relationships with the trainers, with the people that actually go there. And then from that way, kind of, you know, build a name for myself and be like, hey, I work at this clinic, you know, if you need any treatment or if you have any advice, you know, come hit me up. So kind of getting that, building my presence there and then building that referral process once I start to treat people and kind of people see who I am and what I'm all about. And you definitely hit a sweet spot with that, with that last statement there, because um, one of the books that Nick, Nick Lowe, <laughs> shout out to Nick here, <laughs> Nick. Um, he, he recommended was The Culture Code. And so I started listening to that book and 
really great book. And he said that someone else, I think, recommended that to him. Um, and it was talking about the Spurs. So Popovich, right? Um, yeah. Head coach and how he builds his relationship, how the Spurs have been one of the most successful basketball teams, uh, you know, in the industry, right? And even yeah. in American sports. And one of the things that they were talking about in the book was that he he's a huge foodie and a huge wine guy. So he goes to all the restaurants. He, he knows about every single restaurant. He knows about all the wines there. And yeah. it like not not that he does this, I think maybe on purpose, but I think it kind of happened on accident from the way I understood it. But um, he basically uses that as his tool to build relationships. So he basically, you know, he knows so much about all the communities that are around there, or he would essentially go to, for example, if he was drafting a new player, he'd go to their town and go to all the restaurants and go to all the, grab all the wines and stuff. And so he would be making recommendations to them about their own community. That's how ingrained he became in their community. I think that what you said was really important because for myself as well, um, both the jobs right now, I'm not living in that community, right? I'm, I'm outside the community. So it's a lot, harder for me to if somebody is like hey what do you, what's a good restaurant down the street you know sometimes yeah, it, yeah. it'll be hard for me to answer it so yeah. i feel like with kind of having those uh those ideas and just building those relationships just going out and eating at a different place every single day and not that you have to do it through the food as well but just through whatever it means like for you it could be through the gyms right so if your population is super athletic right and someone's looking for a new gym or someone's looking for a trainer blah blah, blah like all that stuff uh, is going to be super useful and i think that that relationship building with kind of understanding what's going on in the community is a huge value. And I think, well, Popovich shows that yeah. that's been, that's been a proven method for him, right? You know, that he just loves food. He just love he authentically loves food and loves wine. And he just uses that. Like he brings people out, gives them a good, good wine and then asks them about it and then talks to them about how the food was. So that just, even that itself, he doesn't talk about work all the time. He's just talking about just things in the community. And I think that's a really, really powerful thing that you mentioned. Justin. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this too. Uh, yeah. Because we're obviously millennials. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we're not, we're, we're young chaps, uh, you know, in this green field of physiotherapy. Um, what are some of the things that you were looking for as a millennial? And, and, you know, I, I think that sometimes, uh, you know, the way millennials can be viewed as might be kind of, Oh, you know, they jump from place to place or they're not ingrained in it. And, you know, there might be kind of a different perception of, of what, uh, drives us to work for a company long term. So what are some of the things that are the driving factors for you that made you choose this job or will help you continue to choose future career directions? Okay, that's a good question, Sarish. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about three things that I looked mm -hmm. for and probably it might, might be a couple more after that. But yeah, no. um, during my previous placements through physio school, I've got to see how different clinics run and how they operate. And there's certain things that stood out to me. And in terms of my, one of my previous placements, it was in a private uh, orthopedic setting and it was a setting where I learned a lot, but I didn't necessarily enjoy what I was doing. And I didn't, wasn't really too passionate about coming into work every day. So one of the first things is it's an overplayed word, but it's culture, right? And what I mean my culture is, you know, just um, the team that's there, like how the clinic 
orientates itself to the environment there. What, what, what do you feel when you go into your clinic, you know, from just talking to the receptionist, the front desk, to going into the clinic and talking with different clinicians there? I think that's really important. I think as a millennial and just as anyone, right, who goes to the job, yeah, to work, I think that you have to go into work being excited, enjoy the being part of the team, enjoy working with other people there. I think that's really important. So that's one of the things I looked at. So you can kind of get a sense of the culture of a clinic just by looking through their website, looking through their social media and be like, hey, you know, does this vibe with what I'm looking for? You know, if you're looking to be into more of a, you know, kind of a boutique style clinic with more of an active style approach, right? You know, that produces exercise and you can kind of see it through if they're, if they're big on Instagram, you know, seeing how, you know, their, their content or their posts, right? But yeah, so that's the first thing. The second thing is the the population that you're working with, right? So for me, I I really enjoy working with the active population. You know, they don't have to be athletes per se, but you know, just people that like to stay active. You know, the weekend warrior. For me, I I had a placement where I worked primarily with geriatrics, right? So people that were not as active, and that's the population that I particularly didn't really enjoy working with as much because you know I love getting people active. I love doing activities or exercises movements that are a bit more higher level right Mm -hmm. so that's another thing that you should you should look at and last thing it kind of ties in with culture but you know kind of treatment style there so you know there's so many clinics you know there's uh, around the city there's clinics on every corner and so you have to really find a clinic that resonates with your own practice style for me, I didn't really enjoy using like modalities such as ultrasound, IFC, TENS, and I try to find a clinic where, like I said, values and preaches that active approach to rehab, you know, and the clinic that I'm working at now, they're tied with a CrossFit gym. So they are really heavy on loading up clients and really getting them to do high, higher level or bringing them back to doing higher level activities eventually, you know, we may obviously not start with that, but mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the approach there, you know, hands-on plus active recovery. So those are three big things that I looked at in terms of when I was uh, looking for a clinic to work at. The last thing is that I'm still continuing to look for is uh, an opportunity for growth. So I can, I, I'm confident to say that for us, three, uh, all three of us that we want an opportunity to grow and we want to eventually be in a position where we can also be a clinician, but take on additional roles outside of that. Right. Yeah. Um, for me um, and where I envision myself, I don't think just being a clinician is the way to reaching those goals. Right. As a clinician, I feel like there's a cap at how much we can do and how much we can make. Right. And I feel like we need to diversify our roles and our responsibilities and what we're doing in order to reach those goals. So whether that be, you know, taking on additional management roles, business roles, or just doing teaching or whatnot, right? Just having an opportunity to grow outside the clinician role. I think that's really important. That's something that I'm always striving to look for, right? So right now as a new grad, obviously my, my focus right now is becoming the best clinician as I can, like uh, learning the tools, getting the experience and, you know, really being the best I can be. But my, my, I'm always looking for, okay, what's, what's next after that? You know, what, like, at what point am I going to be like, okay, like I'm a pretty good clinician. When can I start to transition to adding additional roles into my, to my responsibilities? So that's something that I really look for. And what, what about you for you guys? 
Yeah, for sure, Justin. You hit the nail on the head there with the opportunities for growth because that's one of the biggest things I definitely look for in each clinic as well. And um, because if you kind of stagnate, we all know that cliche, right? If you <laughs> don't grow, then you die. Yeah. Uh, and again, as a clinician, it's definitely a lot of skills to learn, better handling, right? Better skills, getting your patients better outcomes in a quicker time, right? But at a certain point, you kind of reach that plateau, like Nick Lowe alluded to before, uh, that five-year mark where you get fully booked up. There's nowhere else to grow. You can't expand your hours anymore. Yeah. So what do you do next, right? So um, us three, I think we're looking at it a little bit more proactively instead of waiting for that five-year mark to be reached and then <laughs> start asking the questions. We're starting to ask the questions now, right? And yeah. Whether in business or in education or in any other domain within the physiotherapy realm, mm -hmm. uh, definitely a massive thing there. And I think that's where the dissonance is between um, getting a job as a new grad because... Uh, most people, most clinic owners don't want to take a chance on a physiotherapy resident, no matter uh, how good they may be, right? Because there's still that little matter of a licensing exam. <laughs> Small matter. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. uh, not everybody makes it, right? And it's a big gamble to bring on a, a person, train them, commit all of your resources into them, invest them, and then that they will be gone two to three months later having not passed the exam right so mm -hmm. as a physio resident it seems like the opportunities are a little bit limited yeah. um, but at the same time as a, when you're a registered physio and a new grad uh, people are starting to come around to that idea that, that we bring the passion we bring the energy right we bring some innovative ideas and we could definitely take the clinic in a new direction that the even the owner might not have thought of Right, so that's definitely a massive thing, and if they give you that opportunity for growth in the future, just take it and run with it. Yeah, no, you, you made some really good points with with that, especially just kind of tying it back to your question as well of what we look for in a clinic. I think that one of the things that I actually noticed that isn't too evident, and from most clinics haven't really laid this out, but there's not a lot of clarity about like the future of the individual who's getting hired in that company. So, you know, when we go for a job, which is, which is normal, right? We go, we go for the job. They want us to be the clinicians at the beginning, which is totally fine, right? We're here to become be physiotherapists in their clinic. We're not here to become the business owners the first day, right? So what I actually haven't had any experience yet is somebody actually kind of providing that crystal clear outline of what's going to happen in the future. So let's say, Hey, you're going to be working as a physiotherapist for one year. And then after one year, we're going to give you this leadership opportunity for six months. And yeah. then we're going to give you this other leadership opportunity after that six months, once you grow from that. Yeah. And then within those two years, after that two year mark, we're going to give you, now we're going to give you part management roles within the within the clinic or the company. And then we're going to go through that. So there's no real outline of these timelines. And so yeah. when you get hired as a clinician, you know, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and you're thinking like, okay, so when are we kind of moving towards this? And it's not really clear. So I think that that may feed into why millennials, and we know that millennials in general can be impatient, <laughs> right? So um, at least have a clear timeline. That might help target that issue. I don't know if you guys feel the same or yeah. you guys can resonate with that, but that's something that I hope to see in the future for more 
hiring managers, business owners to start to lay that out for uh, new hires, whether they're new grads or not. But I'm sure individuals who like, like us, right, we have these future goals and future visions, right? Yeah. It's one thing to understand their vision, but it's also another thing to understand how they're going to get to there. So I yeah, think that's sure. also an important component. I wanted to add on to that. I feel like don't, not enough clinics invest in their employees, invest in the physics working there, right? For me, what I want to see as a, from a clinic owner standpoint is be like, hey, you know, like I want to invest in you as a person, right? I want to invest in your growth. I want to see where you want to be and I want to help you get there, right? So mm -hmm. what are the tools that need help need you to get there? You know, whether that be, you know, giving you some solutions, some manage, um, some opportunities for growing your business acumen, you know, or putting you into a management position in the future. Like I want to outline that step for you and I want you to help you get there. Obviously it has to align with my values as a clinic owner as to where I see this clinic going, going. But if we share the same values that I want to help you get there. Right. And yeah. I feel like if I give you those opportunities and allow you to have that free reign, then you're going to buy into what I'm doing and you're going to be happy and want to be part of the culture that I'm kind of creating. Right. I feel like, not enough clinics kind of do that it's more of like okay this is what we're doing how do you fit into what we're doing as opposed to how do we kind of grow each other's vision right so i think that's something that i've learned throughout the process mm -hmm. yeah well the thing is that uh, it's part of the adapting of the culture of physiotherapy as well because beforehand it was just you graduate you kind of tend toward that role as a clinician and you settle in there for the long term right yeah. now that most of the now that the physiotherapy landscape is changing and there are different business opportunities emerging yeah. uh, in again education in business different streams of business online platforms things like that um, now it's up to the owners to make that little bit of adaptation as well where they don't just look for a cog that kind of fits into their engine, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about uh, creating extra opportunities to really retain the top talent in the industry, right? Because your clinic ultimately runs on people and even as therapists, right? We're the, um, the number one uh, leaders in the patient experience along with the front desk and uh, the rest of the staff, right? But you get that longest interaction with the person anyways. So mm -hmm. you're the one leading the charge, right? So mm -hmm. it's important to keep the physios happy and uh, provide them with additional opportunities to thrive in the clinic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Justin, as we're kind of reaching towards the, the end of the podcast, I do want to ask for some of your tips for some of the new grads coming out now. I know that the year who will be graduating, they're coming towards their last few role, uh, last few placements. They're going in towards their licensing exams. So what do you have? What's your number one and number two tip for these individuals? Honestly, for me, I recommend if you're interested in a clinic, if you want to, if you're interested in potentially working there in the future and you liked what you see, I'd recommend, and it just depends because this is a bit biased from my experience and it probably only works for more boutique style clinics and kind of smaller, smaller clinics. I don't necessarily think that it would work for bigger corporate clinics, but just message the clinic owner, send them an email or whether that through yeah, email or Instagram, be like, Hey, my name is so-and-so I'm a physiotherapy student. I want to learn more about, I want to learn more about your culture and what you guys are doing at clinic. Can I in, come in for a chat from there? It's like, you can kind of talk them. It's more of like an informal interview. You mm -hmm. kind of learn about what they're doing. They can kind of learn about what you're doing. And then you guys go from there. I feel like a lot of people, 
this is going more into the job application process. They send their, they emailed a clinic with their, uh, with their resumes, right? But mm -hmm. the clinic doesn't really have a sense of who they are as a person, right? And clinic owners who are looking for applicants, right? They're looking for someone that they can work with, right? Someone that can be a good fit for their team, right? Us new grads, I personally don't think that there's too much of a difference that we can differentiate on a piece of paper. It's about the person at hand, right? And, you know, obviously for, for us, you know, we have different things on the side that help, can help us differentiate ourselves. But all of us going out of school, we have similar skill sets, right? And mm -hmm. I don't think our previous maybe volunteering experience or whatnot doesn't really play a huge role. I think it's really about, you know, the person you are and, you know, your soft skills and whether or not you can be part of that team and that culture there. So mm -hmm. one of the biggest tips I could recommend is just going, going to the clinic that you'd be interested in, having a conversation with a clinic over, clinic over, then you can kind of see their values. They can see your values. You guys can see whether or not your, oh, you guys, your values align with each other. And then you can kind of go from there and be like, Hey, you know, maybe I can shout you for a session, kind of learn about how you practice there and then go from there. So that's one of the biggest things that I've learned and that I really recommend for new guys um, looking to, to potentially work in more boutique style clinics. Yeah, no, those are some really good tips. And I think that if I were to go back to change some of the things that I did was, um, I don't know if you've seen any of those mentorship contracts before, where, you know, the mentor and the mentee kind of sign this informal contract, right? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, these are my goals, this is what I want to achieve it by this and this. I think yeah. that it'd be interesting to kind of create something like that. Uh, called like leadership contracts or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, because again, like business isn't only about the numbers, it's just about the leadership opportunities as well, right? So becoming yeah. the leader within the healthcare industry is yeah. now more than ever really needed. Uh, and we need more individuals in our profession leading, um, leading our industry forward and putting ourselves um, out there in the forefront of healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that if I were to go back, I would just try to come up with the person hiring me. And, you know, obviously, um, this is at the point where you've already decided that you like each other. You've already met with the client. Now, now all you need is just kind of the wrap-up stuff. You just need the clarity. So you can just create a contract of timelines. Hey, like, this is what I'm going to do within the first three months. This is what I'm going to yeah. do in the next three months. Like, So having those things laid out, I think, is a really good way to provide yourself some clarity and that just creates uh, more patience i think for the therapists so that they because they have a clear goal in mind and yeah. the more clear those goals are um the more long term that individual will likely be within that clinic that's just my perspective but um maybe and i'm sure other people have different perspectives or views of this but i think that would be a, a good way for new grads or clinicians going into the the job uh, job search process to kind of add that into the mix of things. All right, Justin, thanks for sharing all these beautiful tips. <laughs> um, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people um, really using some of those things that you said to try to connect with the different styles of clinics, at least. Um, so we're going to, we're going to wrap up the podcast here. Um, if you have any questions for Justin, I'll let Justin, you know, give your, uh, Insta plugs <laughs> your personal one your, uh, part of mobility uh, all the other things you're doing <laughs> so PT you business corner <laughs> uh, no my, my personal account is at jmahphysio uh, j-m-a-h 
physio and AOM, the my rehab slash exercise Instagram is at Art of Mobility, all one word. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll speak with you guys soon again. If you guys have any questions for just the whole group here, you're more than welcome to reach out to us at any of the social media platforms, Instagram at PT Business Corner, Facebook, just PT Business Corner, LinkedIn forward slash uh, PT dash business dash corner. Uh, if you guys have any questions or email us at info at PT Business Corner.com. Justin, do you have any books that you recommend? I just finished start with why okay i'm I'm right now I'm listening to high performance habits by Brandon Bouchard Brendan <laughs> that's, that's an 11 hour one that was a long that, one. That, 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 that's a thick one that's a thick <laughs> one right there man. <laughs> <laughs> but but culture shock is next on my list the one after that is going to be how to influence when influence friends when, when, when friends and influence yeah Absolute classic love that book yeah. for sure it's so that book is so simple. It has so many like simple little things that it's not rocket science, right? But yeah. it's just simple things that really target the soft skills. Like it sounds, the title sounds really like manipulative yeah. <laughs> and win friends and influence yeah. people. But yeah. but the but the actual content is is very. It's actually really good content on the inside. This is the reason why it's such a classic, right? So we'll yeah. choose one of those books to feature <laughs> for that. We'll decide. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us and uh, we'll talk with you guys soon. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the PTBC podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at our website, ptbusinesscorner.com. Feel free to send us a message on social media or email us at info at ptbusinesscorner.com. See you next time. <laughs>